We got the dad socks. Don't have dad socks. There's, there's I thought I saw you post the dad socks. You have no, a pair, don't you? Um, he sells them. Oh, you were sharing. You were promoting, like you were. Maybe no. What? I thought you were supporting, or maybe just shared his post. No, no, I, I, I didn't. I, I had a friend that got me a pair. Oh, the shoes you got. Yeah. Damn. I always thought you had the socks. <laughs> nice. I want yeah, I socks, but shoes. I don't know if I'm willing to pay 75 bucks for three pairs yeah, of socks. Yeah, I was looking at the I socks. Know. How are the shoes? They're pretty cool. They're interesting. Um, the toe box is a little funky, like, up here. Just the shape of it. Yeah, mm -hmm. that looks a little weird. Yeah. Just point your toe, Dave. You know how it's to the, do it. It's the material. Banana but, shape. But I love the, uh, I love the suede. Because you know it has the suede heel cap and nice. um like the suede through here, all through here. Oh yeah, nice. Three pairs of laces. Um it's a jazz like a silhouette, of, right? Huh? The jazz silhouette. Yeah, yeah. You got a bunch of notebooks. That was part of his compass gun drop, the notebooks too? Yeah, the, got a got a kickball. Oh damn. Nice. Oh shit! I got pencils, pens. I got a, someone there. A bunch did of erasers. Know, did you know someone at like was that from ComplexCon or was it online? Uh, it was uh, at ComplexCon. Nice. I, nice. I had a friend that was 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 good enough to uh, lend an assistance. I feel like this might have been the year to go, like because of the buildup of two years, like of of um, you know, like maybe people were like putting in extra effort. Did you get a review of the event? I mean, it didn't seem like they had, like for me, I'm, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't get a good sense cause I'm not like following clothes that much. I don't get a sense of what was there clothing wise. It didn't seem like there were enough or any interesting shoe drops there, which I think happens probably mostly in what was it? 2018 or 2019 that year. So like, I think every year that, for me, that's that's kind of like what I think about when I think about Complex Con is like, okay, what exclusive drops are going to be there? Um, other than that, I don't really, it doesn't really do anything for me. I mean, maybe maybe seeing the panels and stuff, but then they're kind of corny too at the same time, right? Like, seems like the sneaker drops. What the most the sneaker drops seem like the most stressful part. So like I'm almost like if there were no hype ones, like no SBs, no what was it, diamonds and stuff like that, and they shut it down. Like it seems like and the was, Kennedy retro, yeah, high yeah. whatever. I feel like if it's I just it like was, more chill people, and I don't know, I know nothing about. It. I know a guy who runs, uh, who who does has a has a couple brands, and um, he was on my podcast. He um. Uh, Jason Bitten, he does like um, what are those like, like Ninja Turtle jackets and shorts and stuff? Camp out wears them all the time. Oh What's yeah, brand? Uh, Chalkline. Chalkline? Yeah, Chalkline, yeah. yeah, I think he like works with Chalkline, and their booth looked just like like cool. It was just like, you know, like not crazy, but like people were there and like chopping. And I like that. I I prefer that. It didn't seem to be like there wasn't too much like super hype stuff. There were those yeah. Sockneys. There were the um those matches. Those. Yeah. matches that i i want and i'm probably gonna sell some things to get those and so it just it seemed like yeah it really seemed like the year to go it seemed like there it wasn't too crazy so i uh, probably should have went but oh well yeah and they had the the guy with the adidas what was his name he was on the complex Kerwin frost yeah like yeah, i mean i didn't yeah. like the shoes but it seemed like a cool thing like he was djing yeah. it was like 
that type of low-key kind of and like people are probably more chill there's probably stricter rules maybe even i don't know what it's like in cali these days but yeah i mean I, comics con for me has always been more more art specific like there's a lot of artists who drop cool stuff there that i would much rather go for the shoes mm-hmm. are I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight 500 dudes for five pairs of shoes. Like I just, it's just not gonna happen. So, I'd I'd go for the art and just for like the the conversation as opposed to the shoes. I actually the fact that there wasn't a lot of shoes dropping made it so much more enticing for me. Like I was like, hell yeah, I'll definitely like the the shoe part actually becomes a turnoff for me um, because I'm like, <laughs> like I don't want I don't want to deal with the hassle. Like too old for that shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, uh, they're you know especially when they they're very upfront. There's 50 pairs of shoes the line is a gazillion people long. That's a fight waiting to happen. We all know it's going to happen. And then when it breaks out and they all get canceled, people just get tight and angry. And I'm like, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to go over here by the Hebrew Brantley piece or, you know, distorted was there. She dropped a bunch of cool stuff, which I like, that would have been so much more interesting for me. I can get to the shoes. I'll get to them later, you know? Um, but I, I just, the shoe part of complex con, at least for the last couple of years have been a turnoff. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't, I, I think, yeah, I think, the, the problem for me with the shoe part is just, I don't like, and I think I think Trinidad shoe is going to get a wider release. Um, I think it's coming like a week or two or something, but I don't, I don't like when it's just an exclusive, a complex con, con exclusive, and then like you're never going to see it again. Like I think for me, that's probably what would be a turnoff just because like, you know, I think... I mean, if you want to offer some special packaging or branding or something like, or a special box at Complex Town, that's cool. But like, as far as the shoe itself, like I, I, I wouldn't want to fight anyone either. I would, you know, I, if I was out there, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going for the shoe. Like I wouldn't go just for the shoes. I would go, you know, like you said, for other things, but I think the shoes are the only thing that sort of interests me from afar. Right. Um, like I'm not really drunk. Like I can't experience a booth like remotely. <laughs> so in that sense, like I don't care who had a booth and who like posted whatever. It doesn't matter to me because I'm not there. If I'm there, I think that's more of like something that would entice me. But I wouldn't want to spend my whole time in line or fighting someone to to get a shoe. That would be like a waste of a trip. I think. Yeah. Next next year we won't have to go there. You're right. It'll be all virtual. It'll be like what the metaverse i'm trying to explain to my son what the metaverse is i don't know what it is but <laughs> it sounds like that's what it would be something like where you don't have to leave your house and get to go to complex all right hosted by zuckerberg <laughs> for real <laughs> start working on your avatar you gotta buy all your your <laughs> nfts your nike nfts your, your art nfts just to make sure your room looks right you know by the way, I'm putting it on the record. Someone said that there was an Adidas drop today of like a token type of thing. When you go to confirmed, you got they gave you something like a like a like an NFT type of thing. I don't think it was an NFT. But before I heard that, I, I I looked at that the way Ronnie was holding up the ASIC. So I want to put on the record. I'm predicting it's an NFT because you know he's holding it up like a it just made me think like what's he gonna give people, right? I tagged you guys in that thing. But uh anyway, I might be jumping the gun on your topics. I don't think I have Ronnie on. No, Ronnie's not on my list. Um, since that came out just today, um, yeah, and we'll know. We'll know pretty soon what what's it's all about, right? Yeah, we just got in the game heavy. I mean, he what, the post with him and Fanalations yesterday, getting coached on what. You oh, know, I, I didn't even think of that. I forgot. 
Uh, he's just getting started. I forgot. I saw that. So, but in the back of my head, for sure that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he said I just bought these. Those what are they? The, the yacht club. Uh, the yacht club apes. And those are the NFC. ones that the guy, um, who's the stadium goods guy, he keeps posting about how much money he's making on them. Um, you mean? He keeps saying those same ones that I think Franelation turned on. Are those Franelations yeah. actual? Is it his NFTs? No. No, he's just been, like he's been on that tip yeah. for a long time. So like since yeah, the start of money. So he just bought them. Maybe, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he no, bought started, he really bought like two or three of them, which I mean they're pricey. It's all making sense. GLV NFT. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Oh, the, man. The, the Ronnie NFT is coming up. You know it is. Damn. I didn't forgot about that. Day before he did that, it totally yeah. makes sense now. That'd be that'd be disappointing to people, but <laughs> yeah. I don't. Totally disappointing. I'd be so mad. I'd be like, I saved these. Yes. I saved these. I, I saved these. But like the campo, Mike, he's got like every. He, did you see him today? He's like, oh, oh he's, he's got, got, he's, all he's, he's got he's everything. Like, he gets an NFT. Fuck. He's got everything. Better than like, nothing. The NFT will be free and it'll be worth something. So. If it is, I mean, yeah, um, people are gonna flip them if they get something. So, it's it's whatever. I I just hope that he gives. I've never gotten access to a Ronnie Asics ever. Um, I have a ton of Ronnie Asics, but they've all been like bought through someone else. Um, so I wish there was someone <laughs> that would help out. I had Salmon Toe 2.0s and I sold them. Um, it was just a shoe that I didn't wear enough. I really liked it, but I just couldn't justify like having a thousand dollar shoe that I wore like twice a year and then just would sit there and look at it. Right. And like, I'd be so paranoid when I wore it. And I was just like, I'm not going through this. Like, I'm just going to sell it. <laughs> so I sold it and I used it to make some hoodies. So whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so um it's great to have everybody back i feel like i haven't talked to everybody in a while except uh rico i've talked to a little bit recently and john but james i haven't talked to you like in a while while it feels like you've been away or i've been away or something yeah man since ghost hunters was going on it got crazy and then i jumped into a new show that's been just as hectic so i've literally been like this is the per- I finally got a hiatus week, so I finally calm down. No so this hit perfect. No night shoots. Uh, not yet. <laughs> Hopefully not. Shoot ghost hunters in the daytime. No, that was at night. That's why I couldn't get oh, on. It was always so late. Yeah. I mean, we shot stuff in the daytime. Yes, uh, but it, not the actual hunt. Yeah, that's rough. Um. Yeah, so I wanted to talk first about uh, the World fallout. And I know everyone's been talking about it, and it's been sort of like this. Every day, it seems like there's like a new development, and there's like new information or whatever. Um, stuff that I watch on it, like I think I was watching Distinctus Monday, and, and it was like out of date already. Like the things that they were saying were like mm. stuff that didn't even had been disproved or like there was new information or whatever. And so like, it's pretty, it's been pretty interesting, especially now since um, we saw that like Nike canceled or postponed the Air Max one drop. Um, I saw that today someone 
or there has been like a, a, a joint lawsuit, right? Against, against Travis. Actually, Apple Music too is in that, which is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Travis Scott, um, Drake, um, Live Nation, Apple Music for like $750 million, which is nuts. Which is Why don't they just sue nuts. Nike? They he, they helped create the hype. They might as well sue them, throw them in the lawsuit too. They had nothing to do with the event. They were whoever, so, whoever, throw everybody, throw everybody. Who else needs to be sued is the city of Houston. But I mean, I guess we'll get into that. Like, because that I mean, they had all the power in the world to stop the show, and they did not. And so I mean, it's yeah, it's it's been. I've obviously like been swept up in it. You know, I'm I am a fan of Travis's music and it people thought I was dumb because this is really the culture that he helped create. Right. Like him, Cardi and Uzi, like with their raging at the shows, creating all this stuff, but without really knowing what moshing is about. Like Travis has a line, ain't a mosh pit if ain't no injuries like that's. That's not how mosh pits work, but I mean that's that's kind of aside from the point. Just it's I not, think of, it's not though, ironically, because they used lyrics in his song as part of their case in the lawsuit, which I read mm. today, which is crazy, right? So like they're basically saying, Well, you incited this based on your lyrics, based on your past, you know, actions. So it's also so it's I I I I feel for Travis, like I think everyone. I think a lot of people have like tried to make it so that it's like, oh, they're, well, they're, they're, they're piling on Travis. And I'm like, they're not because there's no one else that has had 10 people die at a show in like the last 10 years, right? Or last. And, it, and, and if year, it has right? happened, I mean, like Pearl Jam had 11 people die years ago, but that was like, you know, a mudslide. And that was also a crowd crush. And, you know, they were, yeah. you know, obviously very open and upfront. I think. The more and more I'm hearing about it, I feel like the less and less it's on Travis. Like there's so many more, there's so many other aspects at play. Now is Travis devoid of fault? Absolutely not. Like it's if, and you know, I, I know people that are like, Oh, it's not Travis because you know, it's not his job to be a babysitter. I'm like, if, if you're not going to at least be aware of what's going on in the crowd at anywhere you're performing, you should not be a performer. That's period. If you're not going to at least be aware or listen, because I think people were, I think, trying to communicate like, hey, something's wrong here. Something's wrong in the audience. And he didn't, he didn't really heed that or, you know, maybe there were some other things going on, but you know, the crowd is still is least of all the responsibility of the performer, but is still a responsibility of the performer. But there are, I mean, again, I think the city of Houston, I think Live Nation, I think obviously the people in the crowd that um, were just, you know, that were just, you know, raging and all pushing forward and all crowd crushing. I mean, you and and I rewatched some of the some of the set because it is on YouTube and it's you know for 
you know, not to be like, oh, it's this awesome Travis Scott show, but to be like, hey, here's it's it's timestamp. I can't remember. It was like this Brazilian dude. He timestamped it like to show this is where the ambulance came in. This is where Travis pointed a dude out. This is where all this stuff happened. And and you're watching it and it, the crowd literally looks like like waves of water, which is it's fucking horrifying. It's like nope that like goes to show that no one has and excuse my language it just goes to show that no one has any control of what their body is doing they're just all kind of clumped in this space and you know again the tweets with travis like oh we're bringing a few extra ragers in the show sold out but i got some extra tickets for y'all it's like if the show was sold out it should have been sold out like there's a reason you have you know an allotted number of of tickets to sell so it's you know i i least of all it's on travis how it affects his shoes i don't think it's going to i think how it affects his career it'll i i give it at least a year year and a half before travis performs again before he considers performing again i think he him and his team have to really really sit down and be like you know see what can we do what went wrong here what do we have to do going forward? Because I do think that Travis is, he definitely wants his shows to be a safe place. I don't think he's this crazy psycho villain that everyone makes him out to be. I really do think that, and now I don't know what part of him, but I really do think that there is a part of him that wants his shows, like he wants people to rage and he wants people to do all this stuff, but he wants people to be safe. I don't think there's malicious intent here. So as far as how that affects the sneakers, I mean, the videos of, of people like throwing away their Travis's and throwing away his merch, like that's, it's just foolishness. It's for like, clout, you're, bro. Doing it's that for clout. You're going back and getting it. Like it just is what it is. But I mean, Nike postponing the shoe probably, I mean, I think it's probably the best move. It's, it's such Absolutely. a, it's such a dicey thing. I mean, even the if. money move. Yeah, it's and, right. I mean, and it's even, the it's the right room. It just shows. I mean, for one, Nike's reading the room. Like, hey, mm-hmm. not the time. Relax. Like, there are things happening and I think here. Even that if I think Nike even could have been like, hey, well, the proceeds of this shoe are going to go to the families. They're going to go to this. They're going to go to that. But uh, I think it probably as far along as they were in production, as they were in the release, it's probably difficult for Nike to be like, oh, by the way, all the proceeds for this shoe are going to go to charity and. They have well, to kind still of can. work it out in that way. They can do yeah. what they want. They, I think the Nike's smart. They they know the they know the damage control. You just postpone it. You don't say anything, right? You mm-hmm. don't issue a press release. Even, that's why Travis is being so quiet. This is all damage control, right? He 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 did right. his apology and people troll. And like you're not going to hear anything from him for a while. I think you're right. I don't know when he'll perform, but I mean, and we could argue all day about whose fault it is. But you know, one thing I wanted to say about. And I don't want to pick on the kids, but we've all been to concerts where it's kind of like, okay, I better get out of this mosh pit. Or like, I remember when I was a kid, we went to see uh, Dust FX and Onyx. And, and Dust FX was supposed to be the headliner. And for some reason, they put on Onyx on last. And the crowd went crazy when Onyx. And I'm like a 14-year-old kid. And I remember being like scared. I was like, I don't belong here. You know, like this is too much for me. So we, we left. And the crowd, when you see them jumping the gates and you see them trampling each other coming in, that was for the merch, I think. And then jumping, it wasn't even for the show. You have to think about what's in these kids' heads. Do their parents know where they are? That's another issue. But do they care? Do they care about each other? Do they care? 
is it a bigger reflection on, I don't want to pick on the next generation, but we know, we know what, not with them. I don't want to blame the music, just the things we worry about when we look at young people. Is this, and this is a huge question. We, we want to talk about sneakers, but it comes into the whole reselling hype beast. I don't care image. You know, I'm just there because my friends are there. I mean, we did that when we were kids, but it just makes me think it's, it's a reflection in part, at least of the, of the, kids so what gets me going is that i mean it's not like the writing wasn't on the wall we're talking about 21 years ago woodstock i mean i'm gonna get old head real quick for a minute but we saw woodstock 99 which was just as bad as this you know what i mean it was just as bad and the fact that they didn't learn from that is, is astonishing it just blows my mind like they they you know they went for six foot fences instead of eight foot fences they they tried to do this as cheaply as possible it was all a money grab let's make as much money let's not have even the right amount of security the 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 promoters are um, for me the promoters hold most of the liability for this because they sh they should fucking know better and they should have known when travis tweeted out where everybody's getting in like that's the moment we're in a crisis situation chief of police i need your help here now because this is about to get real we already know what's going to happen the moment he said that, they didn't do that. Um, that you know, Travis was already on stage when they declared a uh, a crisis situation. It's already happening. If you watch the footage of it, the wave, like it's hard. I, Travis does hold responsibility here for some things, right? I, I'm not saying that he's he doesn't hold any, but an artist feeds off of his crowd, and the crowd's what he feeds off of. So the more that this show goes, it's not like he's out there specifically looking for people that are down. You know, you hope that he is looking for them, and then if he sees it, he calls it out. You want that to be the truth, but when he's vibing, he's in the mood. You see, like Jonathan Davis of Corn said this best. You know, Woodstock was a nightmare. Woodstock was a mess. He said it was the craziest thing he's ever seen. He saw waves. He could hear the echo as people were singing. You know, as they went through crowds. He said it was the craziest thing I've ever been a part of, but it was the best performance I've ever given as an artist, right? And this is Woodstock 99, people died there. Three people died, 1200 plus people were injured or were, um, so it's not like this hasn't happened. It's It's been there and it was a, an event of the same magnitude, huge. So when it comes to to what happened there, uh, greed is is what happened there and greed caused a major failure in, in, the, in the production. And as a person who works in production, like you've got to put these elements into in, in, into your, your the back of your mind. If, when one thing goes, everything will cascade and everything will happen. The second that they knew they were overrun, time to time to flag up. They should have stopped Travis's mic the second that they knew people were dying. Stop his mic and get people out there. I don't care if he says no. Um, you know, the same thing happened with Jonathan, or not Jonathan Davis, but uh, Fred Durst of Limp Bizkit. They begged him to stop, to stop with the rhetoric so he wouldn't get his crowd mad. But he would go out there and literally would be like, fuck that. I want to break shit and get people amped up and start ripping things off a of wall. And he ended up crowd surfing on a piece of cardboard. If you haven't seen the documentary from Woodstock 99, I, I, I recommend you check it out, especially after what's happening right now, um, just to kind of get an insight of how it feels to be in that situation. You should check it out. But like when I, when I saw this happening and my stepdaughter was there, so I was, you know, I was invested in what was really happening. Um, but what was going on there, like it's, it's a shitty situation all around, but it wasn't like, it was there. It was obvious. This shit was going to get bad. It was going to get really, really bad. And does Nike hold responsibility? No, but they were a part of it. They were doing props here and there. They were going to have little section elements of it, but is it completely their fault? Absolutely not. And it'd be ridiculous to say so. Um, the, the, the sad thing that this has a, a any type of, of reaction with sneakers is, is just an attachment to the fact that he's getting bad, bad press uh, because it honestly has nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with any of it. It's 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 a poor, poorly, poorly done production that is now 
it's flowing into our space based on the nature of what Travis does. You know what I'm saying? It, it, if sneakers, if he wasn't signed with Nike, we wouldn't even be talking about it from this perspective. Of course, I'd be talking, we'd be talking about how bad the situation is. But the only reason we're talking about Nike Travis is because people are worried that the value of his shoes are going to drop. Right. How many, of, how many of those kids probably had never been to a festival before and didn't even know what they Why were. was there an eight-year-old kid there at yeah. that hour? But but even if, even even if you're 15, right? It's been two years at least since they've been doing these festivals. So it's like right. it's all these kids going in blind and and it's like the most hectic festival in a while. And yeah, uh, yeah. It's scary, man. I've been, I've been in, in pits where where it gets super I got so tight that I was like, I can't breathe anymore. Get me out of here. And I you know bull rushed my way out of the, yeah. out of the scene lost the shoe lost the phone um found it at the end of the show but damn you know what i mean like something that big like the i the, he i mean when when the the ambulance or the or the, the whatever cart the medic cart was coming through like that's that's the signal lights on turn the lights off diffuse everybody calm everybody down and then let's let's situate it you know and, and get it solved but the end of the day it's that's it's terrible 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 situation that you know that happened and I, I feel sorry for everyone involved yeah i the one thing that i was thinking um like uh, i think rico you mentioned the city of houston is that you know astro world and 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 travis is is you know he's basically a, a son of houston right so like i feel like if that had, if that concert had happened anywhere else it probably would have went down differently, but because it was Houston, I feel like they give him so much leeway, right? They're like, World, this is our big thing. This is our moneymaker. You know, we get so many tourists. We get so much attraction for this. Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to defer to Travis. We're going to give him all the leeway that we can. And so to me, like that was probably, that was probably like my first thought was like, Oh, what well, happened in Houston? So, you know, basically they they kind of like gave him whatever leeway he needed because probably if anybody had done something and shut it down too early, like because obviously oh, we've already we saw that happen. He got arrested once before for inciting a riot. Oh, and it wasn't in his hometown. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah but the problem is, is he already done it. So they arrested yeah. him after the show. But to your point, I mean of course how much money was coming into that place yeah and and i think and i think you know if they had shut like nobody nobody knows what happens like nobody nobody is like oh man this you know 10 people would have would have died if if we had shut if we hadn't shut this down early but the fact of the matter is they did shut it down they didn't shut it down right so like hindsight obviously is 2020 but if they had shut it down before people people died I think there would have been a bigger backlash that it was shut down prematurely. in a riot. People would have been like, they shut it down. You know, we, we were just having a good time. And then they had to shut it down, the Travis concert, you know, because blah, 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 something, something, rap music, whatever, right? And so there would have been a lot of pressure. Teenage to, angst. Yeah, yeah, about about the fact that, you know, he can't even be in his hometown without getting shut down, right? So, like, I think well, there, I mean, was, uh, there was a... I hate there's to go back to the, that same documentary, but that's what happened at Woodstock. They stopped the concert. They stopped it, and people were like, we paid good money to be here. So what did they do? They destroyed the place. They lit things on fire. It was just a rage. There was no... I mean, that would have happened. 
you know what I'm saying? People would have got mad. And I, you know, I don't think at, at that point they, we, you know, Rico's right. You know, the, the city let it get to a point where there was, it got to a point of no return and we reached that point and it went in a catastrophic way. And I think whichever, which way, the, the moment that, the moment they saw the mad dash to enter the place, that's when they should have stopped. They should have stopped. They should have regathered themselves. They should have locked the doors, called the cops and been like, hold on, stop, stop now, turn the lights on and let's see what's going on. Let's let's re, let's just have a game plan and fix it um, instead of just being like fuck it we'll deal with it well, fuck it we'll deal with it now fuck around and you found out yeah yeah it all comes down to people right the, there's a cop or someone making a decision and I heard some stories about people just showing their wristbands not even really getting checked and it reminded me of when I went to um, uh, Chappelle was in town the other day and um, aside from the fact that it was interesting because the crowd felt different we're not getting to Chappelle but it felt different because it's been a while since I've been to a comedy show and the Chappelle crowd is different they're they're more okay we're going to say what we want it's uh, forget forget being woke it's just be be who you want to be and there was a different tone and there was a different feeling that was different there and and I imagine it was the same at the Travis show but the person scanning you know, and I don't want to be a tight ass, but, you know, they make you come with your, in, in, at least in Toronto, they make you come with your double vax barcode. You can't go to a Raptor game. You can't go to a Leaf game. You can't go to a concert. They tell you. And most of the time, they're really strict. And then, so, so you go, the first step, there's huge lineups because it takes forever. And I got to the front and this huge line. And there's one girl taking, taking it, one guy taking it. And the girl who was right in front of me, she had this iPad. And she didn't even use it. She was just, I was like, do you want this? And she's like, go ahead. They didn't check my ID, didn't do anything. And like, imagine at a Travis show, like, it's like. And that's not a, a standing, that's I not mean, a standing people. arena or a venue. Yeah, it's just So people. like, whoever's checking care. wristbands, yeah. you know, making what, 15, 16 bucks yeah. an hour, like are not going to, exactly. like, they're not going to try to stop a mob of people from rushing in. It's like, they're, what are they supposed right. to do at that point? Yeah. 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 But it's, yeah, it's general, it was general admission, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. basically, whoever shows up and buys a ticket gets in, right? And there's no, like, there's no structure. There's no real, like, capacity sort of boundaries that, oh, they, the, that I mean, they're setting. I mean, there are, but... There was supposed to be because yeah. they had... I guess it was two years ago they had 30,000 there and then like I think the capacity was for 50,000 and there was something like 100,000 people there like it was definitely not safe and they it wasn't from what I know from the event um, people that I've spoken to like apparently the 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 setup of like the configuration of the crowd to the stage it was just it was just a a complete shit show like it should not have been apparently the configuration of the crowd to the stage was bad um having that many people for one stage is dangerous like when you're at a festival it's usually you know they'll have someone else on another stage like if travis was here drake should have been there and they can go see drake or like you know like that way it kind of they kind of filter in and out of one another but just not what happened here yeah is anybody anybody buying a travis shoe air max one travis air max one drops next week we we going after it or we well they suck so no getting in the first place yeah wasn't even gonna try for it even for resale james what's up 
I had him offered to me, I need to see him in hand. Because from pictures, they just look tough. I mean, I don't think I'm wearing them, but I would like to have them and trade them because, you know, I can get some good, something good for them. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a good shoe. No, I, it's bad. I, I, They're both I, awful. That's my only thing. That's my thought about the Travis Air Max one is it's not a good shoe. It's not. It's kind of, I don't know. I, the reverse whoosh only worked on the Jordan and it only worked like the the two times that they did it. Like it's it's kind of I don't think it looks good on the on the uh on the trainer one either that are oh, yeah. out, maybe maybe not coming out. Yeah, yeah and the, the branding on it was ugly. I asked this in the group, but a couple of people told me that it was too early. But I don't think it's too early because we've been talking about the sneaker now. But I was wondering if you guys think it might affect the whole because I think it's it's a given that with the Padas and the Travis, like Air Max is Nike's going to make a push, right? There's going to be there's going to be an Air Max Air Max One kind of wave that they're going to try. I, I would guess, right, with with these collabs. So I'm wondering. I feel if like Air Max that. Ones are never not like present. But they're not. I feel like there's always kind of a wave. Mm-mm, no, not really. Yeah. Expensive. Um, but yeah, they're they're expensive. yeah. But like kids aren't. Kids aren't looking for them. Like they come out. You know, they had what was it? Twenty twenty. Was it twenty twenty that they came out with all the anniversary pack? Maybe that was twenty seventeen. Yeah. But they great. had like the jewel swoosh pack, and they had um, they had curries. So I mean, I don't. If you Air Max ones should always come out. If you're, if you're next not, level though, next level. But if you're not, if you're not like one of us though, if you're not like a diehard collector, you're not checking for Air Max ones, right? Like I think, because I think like you have to be, you like the guys, the the people chasing Travis's aren't checking for Air for Atmos Air Air Max ones, right? They're not, yeah. they're not looking for like the animal pack. They're not trying to hunt down, you know, the elephants. They're not. They're not, they don't care about any of those, I don't think, right? It seems like the people and the people that are into dunks, like they're not buying Air Max ones. They don't care, right? So I think I feel like John, you may be on to something with Nike trying to bring that that same energy that dunks have that you know is sort of following the Jordan one and bring it to the Air Max one. Trainers too. I think they're gonna do it with the trainers, or they were. Oh, I going think. To. Oh. I feel like that's. I don't think they give Travis a silhouette, and you know, just cause. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe I'm looking too far ahead, but the Air Max one seems like a natural kind of next next evolution. If we get less chunky, you know, like yeah, everyone loves Air Max ones, whether you know it or not. You will <laughs> like let you know, like the kids, the, the kids will come around. I mean, they came around to. I mean, dad, dad, new ballot, like they're wearing like nine, <laughs> like, you know, you see 16 year old kids wearing gray new balance. You never thought that would happen. So Air Max <laughs> ones, Air Max one seems much easier to. I mean, that's fine. Speaking of, so speaking of new balance, um, I want to jump to the next topic and I kind of sent this to all of you, um, just to kind of get your idea, uh, or your, your your heads around it. Hi, so Heist Not Body um, posted, put a post out the other day um, claiming that basically the, the, the 550, the New Balance 550 is, um, I forget how they worded it, if they said it was um, 
Nike's or New Balance's answer to the Air Force One or if they said it was the replacement or just a competitor. And I wanted to just kind of talk about that. Is is that a reasonable take? Well, I mean, us, I mean, I'll, I'll say us, like the sneak disguise, the guys that I know, like we've been saying that since since the 550s dropped. I think, I don't know if it's a competitor. I mean, I mean, I guess it's a basketball shoe. It's a low cut. They're apparently making a bajillion of them because there, there are colorways coming out every week that I've never seen. But I just think, I mean, I don't, I, I don't see it having the staying power that the Air Force One has. Like, you know, with a model being around, because 550s, because it's an old model, but they're just now bringing it back. But Air Force Ones have never not been around. So, I mean, if, if it's been five years of 550s, being around i can see that kind of being a reasonable take um but i mean 550s are okay i like them enough i think um yeah i i think we need to give it a few more years before we make a statement like that i mean me personally that's what i think way too early and i don't think i mean look at the cultural significance the only reason that there's any any argument is because the 550 is old like you said rico like it's old it's from the archives it was around maybe it was around before the air force ones i don't know the history stephen smith corrected corrected heisenberg i think on the actual post because they <laughs> they messed up a couple things that was I pretty funny that too. he was like wrong date boys like i designed it in 85 or whatever and and the air force one i think was 82 me i, I don't 82. know my history yeah. yeah so so maybe the, the those are the numbers that matter but the fact is you know the, the style it, it is it looks similar but i mean like air force one has so much cultural significance i'm pretty sure maybe some people were hooping in the 550s back in the day when there was nothing else to hoop in or play tennis with but i don't think there's any cultural significance at least that i've never heard of and the air force one is one of the most culturally significant nikes at least around so it's I mean, amazing it's immensely premature to even start <laughs> that conversation i'm like what the shoe's been around since the 80 like the air force one is is has, has been there at all times, you know? And then she was like, all right, look, a lot of people are wearing it. It's kind of from the same era, but I haven't seen it since like then. And now all of a sudden it's back for a couple of months and we're like, look, the contender. I'm like. It was a great post because the comment section was lit with a bunch of check marks and everyone, everyone going off. But I think there is some real, you know, we can pull a conversation out of it because, you know, maybe that comparison or, or, or um, you know, maybe that comparison is not, not, you know, fair, but when we look at some of, you know, New Balance, the waves that they're making, some of these new silhouettes that like, you know, maybe they will be the next Air Force One. I don't think the 550 is it, but you know, these kids, I mean, we're not going to be around forever. The kids rocking the new, <laughs> new Balance is not a good example of a nine, grade 990 because those were also old, but <laughs> maybe there is something that that is from now that we're wearing and then the younger people are also wearing that will last and will supplant these these legendary shoes but the kids love air force ones too we just, need to pick this just, conversation back up in 10 years and then we'll have <laughs> and we'll see where we're at halfway yeah. halfway there because for me the only shoe that really that has any type of and they're, they're both completely opposite the only shoe that can actually compete with it from a cultural significance um and it's not even in our scene would be like an og band 
know what I'm saying? A shoe that's been around just as long, has always been there, that has done its thing and popped up, has had collaborations from, you know, metal to hip hop all the way across the board and people are still wearing it now. To me, that's the only shoe that actually, that we can even compromise and, and one fits within the dynamic of sneaker culture, the other one is there and maybe not as much, um, but the 550s, maybe we'll talk about it later, you know, but it, right now it's definitely not. There's, I think there's a few shoes that can compete with the Air Force One, just long-term longevity. Uh, I think you could put the Stan Smiths in that category. I think you could say Chuck Taylors. I think you could really put as as sort of like Chuck go by Nike. What? You see, the problem, the problem with Stan I know, I know. I but, mean, the problem with Stan Smiths is that they only, I mean. It's only one iteration. There's only one that matters. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you can't do. You know the the paneling on the Air Force One is is just so like there's a lot you can do with it. You can't really do a whole lot with with a Stan it's, Smith. Yeah, it's they always, you know, and it's cyclical, right? Like Stan Smith, I can't wear a Stan Smith because I'm short and they look like submarines on my feet. But same. Um, <laughs> but they like you know it's they'll always be around. But I mean the the white and fairway green those are the only stan smiths i think that matter yeah i just i don't see the 550 as a competitor to the air force one <laughs> personally like i just i don't know what it is like i i i think that there's this this like realm of basketball shoe that was once a high top that got cut down to a low top um and and sort of like now exists as like a low top lifestyle shoe, and I think the 550 kind of fits into that. Um, but there's like I think that it it's more akin to me to the Jordan One low, right? It's more it's more in that in that vein in that realm to me because it's it's one of those things where people just aren't familiar with it but people like it and people like the silhouette and there's not like a long standing history of it, of it as, as being that, or that being the main thing. Air Force One, especially Air Force One lows, like they've just been around. And like, I don't, I consider the Air Force One low and the Air Force One high two different models. Like I don't even see them as the same thing, right? Like they're two yeah. different things. And I don't even see Air Force Ones as like, like I know they started life as a basketball shoe, but, I don't see it as a basketball shoe. I don't. I don't remember people really playing basketball in it. I see people were playing basketball in like Jordans or Barclays or whatever when I was growing up, and you know the the Air Force One was a lifestyle shoe. Everyone had like clean whites or you know all black if you know you were you know jumping through neighbors' windows. But like other than that, like I don't remember Air Force Ones being a basketball shoe. And so when I look at it, I don't, and it's, and, and to me, Air Force Ones are super comfortable, right? Like they're super comfortable. 550s to me are not comfortable in that way. Like they're just, I, I have a pair, I wear them and I'm like, compared to every other New Balance, this is atrocious. And then also my compared to the Air yeah. Force One, it's atrocious. So no one wears their 550s. No one actually wears them. Yeah, so I, I just, I don't see it. I just, I think, you know, I think a lot of people are wearing them. You see pictures on social media a lot. 
but that yeah. doesn't translate into anything any, anything meaningful you know compared to the legacy and the history or just the cachet that an air force one low has it's just it's very different it's just a very different thing to me i don't i don't even i don't know i just like my wife has chuck taylor she has air force ones she likes the 550 but she i know if i got her a pair she would never wear it she would wear air force ones first and like because it's more comfortable it's just more wearable it's not I don't know. It's just, it's not, I don't know. The 550 is not, is not one of those silhouettes that I think it works for everyone. Like the way an air force one does. They're trendy. I, I, and I, that's funny. It's interesting how you said trendy because that's the perfect term. Like for a while there, at least in the last couple of years, we've seen like a lot of, you know, the high school girls and the sorority girls wearing air force ones, but also, you know, a shoe that, that competed against that one. It's the Adidas shell toe with the same group, right? They were wearing either or. Um, and that to me is a more tangible comparison when we're talking about what shoe keeps up with Air Force One. They're both in the same area. They've, yeah. they've literally transcended the same um, culture areas at the same time. Um, I don't really mess with the shell toe that often, except for recently. Um, we've talked about this, you know, uh, but at the same time, that that's a fair comparison. The 550 is not to me. Um, it's just, it hasn't been there. It, and at least not in, in the forefront. Um, so no. I agree. No. I agree. The superstar is a great example, especially when I talk to like younger people, my nieces, um, they all want Air Force Ones or Jordan Ones and they end up getting mids because they can't get anything else. And then I say, what do you think about it? What do you think about a shell toe? I don't picture them on Stan Smith. They probably had Stan Smith when they were little, Velcro, whatever. I picture them on shell toes just to be different and they're not there yet, but I think the time will come. You know, you discover another part of the culture. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's breaking. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's just you see someone rocking or maybe you want to actually match with your pants. But what you said about the Vans and the Stan Smith, you know, yeah, there are people who buy Vans because they are into sneakers, but a lot of people buy Vans because they're shoes and they buy Stan Smiths because they're shoes. I think there's a difference when someone buys an Air Force One, whether it's in New York or it's in, you know, uh, back in the day or it's in um, Australia now and you're a 15 year old boy or girl. I think you know you're buying sneakers. I think that's the difference. It's it's and, and I think that's a good comparison. Dave, what you said about the 550s, I think people think those are sneakers. So there is that comparison there, not even on the same realm, but at least I think the consumer is thinking differently. Like I'm buying the shoe because I want to be, I want a sneaker. Whereas a van or a chuck, most of the time you're just buying it to as a shoe. So I, I think that that's a fair comparison with the 550, but but I think um I think it's a different ballgame. Yeah, you think I the think Amelie and Dora collaboration has something to do with why people are wearing them? Yeah. Has it's a cheaper version of it. Oh, it's definitely. Just, yeah, because the GRs, I mean, no one really cares about them. My buddy's got a few pairs. just like, man, this doesn't even compare to, to what ALD has done. I think the, the quality on the ALD one is excellent. I just happened to, you know, one of those raffle things, the only reason I really own them. And so, but yeah, I mean, the the gr quality is is not up to not even up to new balances par so yeah i i i the funny thing about the the 550 to me is that like i look at it and i see it doesn't like you know we've been in sneakers for a while so like you know a sneaker that has like a flashpoint like the 550 it just seems like okay yeah it's the thing now but like i feel like last year sort of this point or maybe even a few months prior 
the way people felt about 550s was the way people felt about 327s, right? And so, like, it just seems like, to me, it just seems like a convenient thing to sort of say, to sort of spark conversation, which obviously we're having, but, you know, like, I just, like, I'm like, it, it, it's kind of like, it, it kind of feels almost like you're insulting my intelligence by saying, like, this shoe is, like, relevant in the way that an Air Force One is. Like, I don't know anyone that would walk into a store and not immediately recognize an Air Force One. Just maybe not know what it's called, but like know like, oh, this shoe has been around for a while. I've seen it in other places over the years. Ooh, look at this new thing from New Balance. The way that they react to the shoe is very, very different, right? Um, like uh, someone in my office, she wears like white Air Force Ones to school, <laughs> to the to the office every once in a while. And they're all like, you know, they're like all beat up and all dirty or whatever. And like, she's like, yeah, my, my husband calls me a dirty Jersey girl when I wear that. <laughs> and I'm like, and like only like there's there's only like that that sort of like relevant history to that shoe right like if she wore a beat up 550 there's no name for that there's no cultural significance to people for that right people don't go oh this is what i picture when i see that shoe people just go oh yeah that's a new silhouette right that's all it is i don't i don't i don't think it has any sort of significance to anyone right now and i think that's that's what kind of insults me and i'm not even obviously you guys know i'm not like a big nike guy i own one pair of air force ones and their ds like i don't i don't i don't really care right like about air force ones but i know that it's a culturally significant shoe i know that it has immense value you know to the you know the sneaker community and so like i just i feel like it's a big insult to say that anything anything that people have gravitated towards other than like the Jordan one, like, you know, maybe is, is kind of on the same level as, as an Air Force one. It just, it just seems very like disingenuous or very just like out of touch with, with what sneaker culture is. I mean, let's be honest to me, at least for me, this is me first of all, the only shoes that can compare from a cultural standpoint are all Nikes um, when it comes to comparing the Air Force One. That'd be the Jordan, the Dunk, and the um, Air Max One. Those, those are the shoes that, to this day, each one of them, you, you know it, you've seen it, you can respect it. Some of us, most people have owned at least one of those in one point in their lives, you know what I mean? And they've all been, they've all been there and they were cool in the 80s, they were cool in the 90s, they were cool in the 2000s, they were cool in the 2010s, 2020s, and you see how it just recycles themselves on which one's better. Where we saw the Dunk craze, we're seeing the Air Force One or the Air Max One craze, and those, those shoes from a cultural standpoint and, and from a sneaker standpoint, those are the only ones that can that you can really you can't really put a New Balance, especially not a nine, not a five fifty in that conversation, and expect it to have the same the the, the same amount of of, of 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 cultural significance. Well, you mentioned the Dunk. What Nike's doing with the Dunk now? Seems like what maybe New Balance is following with the 550 on a smaller scale. Do the collab and then pump out a bunch of lower quality. And, uh, you know, they're kind of just sort of 
prices come down you know initially the grs people wanted those the first round after the after the after the collabs and the alds and now they're quieting down kind of like the ducks again like he's on a whole right. different level bigger scale but maybe they're following the model i mean you know new balance new balance probably has no problem with uh with uh you know learning a little bit about nike about hype and and, and getting that drive right new silhouettes going it also goes back to like the shoes that that when it, the dunks first started coming back out and re-releasing they, the ones that mattered were the ones that retroed the colorways that we've seen with the you know the the all the the kentuckys the syracuses the the ceramics the veneer like the 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 plums shoes that we've seen before that had some significance now they're probably not new colorways that are kind of whatever that people aren't excited about the, these are more of a general release but you know th that's just a, to your point you're you're right it's always yeah. a collapse and then everything follows and yeah i mean i think the only other thing that i would say is like even the dunks right like the dunks have had a wave before like dunks aren't new we know what dunks look like we've seen dunks have another have have height before i think the thing about the 550 is that it's it's not a new shoe but you know it, it hasn't it hasn't been around since you know the 80s or whatever um and I think it's part of, you know, New Balance's whole shift to promoting and pushing a lot more Asian made products because I feel like they get they get more bang for their buck um, just producing and releasing shoes that are made overseas in the United States versus doing the made in the USA. I think the margins for sales are probably higher. So they're probably enjoying the wave of 550s and 327s and the 2002R, like all of those shoes, you know, probably cost a fraction of what a made in the USA 998 or 997 or even a 990 costs, right? So um, to me, it just seems like, you know, it's convenient for them to have this silhouette that comes out and, you know, cost them probably pennies on the dollar and they're, you know, they're super popular. So, you know, a comparison to like the Air Force One is something that, I don't want to say that they like paid for or bought that comparison, but you know, I'm sure that there's 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 talks behind the scene that like, you know, helps put it more at the forefront of people's minds um, as a competitor. You know, when when I think most of us obviously don't really think that. Um, moving to the next topic, so Rico and I had sort of like started this conversation <laughs> about the Jordan 11, uh, the, the, uh, the gray, got they got him. Right. So like, <laughs> Oh, we know how Rico's like, I'm not <laughs> like, I'm not going to fire. I'm not, it's not no shots at anyone. Right. But like, you literally took a shot at everyone when you told me what you told me. Okay, okay. I did take a shot at every. I didn't say any names, though. I'm not, like, pointing people out or whatever. I'm just saying that, like, so, like, when did they come out? What, Monday? So, Monday, right? So, Monday, uh, you know, they did the shot drop, whatever, for, you it's know. Early. That's an early drop, right? It's yeah, a holiday yeah, shoot. Yeah, the early drop, the early act, whatever. I don't know what it was. Right. So like we didn't get them. Yeah, I didn't go for them. But like the the Air Jordan 11, the cool grays, we all know they're dropping for holiday uh, this year, which they drop every year. Right. They always drop an 11 for for the holidays. Oh, boy. Here comes James with the flex. Right. So uh -oh. like they dropped and I don't have a problem with anyone having them. And I actually like the cool grays. I want them. I'm going to get a pair. 
The problem for me is people flexing the sneakers got them on an Air Jordan 11 holiday, right? Like, I'm just like, like, how corny, not, I'm sorry, how corny can you be, right? Like, it's like the most generic release of the year. It's a sneakers release. Like, mostly everyone hits. And it's kind of like, and this is this is the, the analogy that I had to, like, work through in my head over the past few days, Rico, of, like, so this is, like, that, that, that Valentine's Day post of the couple that you know that fights all the time or that one of them is cheating on the other one and, like, everyone knows it or, or one is, is, like, constantly getting beat, right, beat on. And then on, on Valentine's Day, they post, oh, I, how much I love you. I can't, I, you know, thank you for being in my life. That's what the holiday Jordan got them posting on social media is to me. Cause it's they're like, excited, dude. and I'd have the same reaction. I'd have the same reaction to both things, man. Like you're happy. I'm glad you're happy. Don't like, I'm glad, you know, I see it. It's here. I you understand. guys are having a moment. They're happy. You guys That's are having it. a moment. You haven't had it. a lot of moments this year. It's I been a rough it. year for y'all. I get it. So, I get um, it. I get it. But don't like, listen, so sneakers is abusive, right? Sneakers is, you know, James, we've had this, you know, I've, I've written it. Sneakers is an abusive really a relationship, right? I don't need you to post. Toxic. I don't, it's toxic. It is. I don't need you to post when you get that, when you get the holiday release, got them. Because to me, it's fake. Like, it's like you're giving props to something that we all know is a problem. Right. And so, and so, like, it's forgiving them. It's forgiving this one thing. And so then it, it creates this, like, repetitive cycle of, like, okay, so now going into the new year, everyone's like, oh, sneakers, okay. You know, maybe I'll get lucky this year. I got the holiday, got them. Like, nah, like, it's not. It's not. Everyone's going to get a pair. There's a million pairs. There's a million well, plus players. Not everyone. There's a million plus pairs, Right of those like I got cousins that don't buy sneakers that posted the got them and so for me it's very like it's it's kind of like just the people that I know that are like into sneakers I'm like don't do that like you don't flex that it's just it doesn't show me it, it, it reinforces a bad thing it reinforces like a bad relationship and it just tells me that like you're riding for Nike no matter what and I'm kind of like don't do that right you know what I mean like I know you got them. I know yeah, you like, gotta, I like That's them too, most people. Like most people are most people are riding with Nike no matter what. Like it any shoe too. You know, yeah. They can get yeah, any. Fine. They can get any number of your selection wasn't picked or I can't remember what the L screen looks like. Or they can get any number of those screens. <laughs> but you know what's going up on the gram? The one got them. The one, oh, <laughs> look at this. Thank you, at Nike. You did it, fam. We did it. We're in this together. We it's did like, it. It's, it's just a, it's a communal thing, man. Like, so I, it's, I it's, it's a lottery. Like, that, that's the unfortunate yeah. reality of it is that even, even though it's the corniest shit ever, and I, I make videos mocking it half the damn time because I think it's funny because I treat sneakers that way. If not, I'm just going to be raging angry all the time because I just want the fucking shoes, right? So when you get a God on screen, I, I kind of understand that perspective when they're like, I hit because you never hit. No one ever hits. Um, is it cheesy? Absolutely. But it's also a like nobody goes into a sneaker raffle being like, I'm going to hit this. I already know I'm going to get it. 
So when you enter and you do get it, you, like there, there is that genuine shock, at least for a second, you're like, I actually did get these. That's awesome. Half the time it's a shoe I never, I don't want. Rarely is it a shoe that I do want. This one I did want. This isn't the pair that I want on the on the that one should be here in a couple of days, but nonetheless, it doesn't change doesn't change the excitement of getting that goggle screen because look, sneakers is a giant line, a giant line. Yeah. Over a million people that sign up for something and they're not all gonna get it. And we all know we're not gonna get it. The chances that un, any of us hit is what, five percent, two percent, maybe. No, we're gonna get the shoe we want in our size, if at all. So when you do get it, there is a part that has this that I'm sympathetic to it, but I think a lot of people are just addicted to the God of screen to show that they're, look, I'm into this, I did it. Those people will get the shoe and they're like, all right, selling it off, you know what I mean? Maybe maybe 30% are actually excited to have the shoe, will wear it and will are, are genuinely excited about it. I think a lot of people are just more excited about the fact that they that they didn't take an L. Um, and then there's, there's the few that are just, that are just corny. I, we, I don't, we, I, I don't have a problem with people showing their Gotham screens. I have a problem with the holiday Jordan 11 Gotham screen. That's Dave, my we were talking about, remember we were talking on the group chat about the concepts New Balance and how, and I was saying like, I got the, I got the access and everyone got the access. Isn't that the same thing? I mean, everyone picks on Nike and sneakers, but you get an early access from concepts. You don't necessarily want it. But you feel special. You feel a certain way because they picked you. And um, the same thing happens with Ronnie Drops, and it happens other places too. You feel like I got a W. I got to do. This is how it is. This is the game. And that's James pointed out that when you win, you win on something that you don't even want. And the early access they always get you. I always say this that it's an early access shoe that you don't want, and because it's early, you think you're special, and it's like it's sitting by the time it actually releases right and you know the concepts drops aren't necessarily super hot these days i love the shoe but i wasn't gonna get it i wasn't gonna go for it and then as the approach dropped as the drop approach of the early access started thinking oh shoot i'm gonna get that email maybe maybe i got it last time so i figured i'm gonna get it this time and sure enough it showed up and i said i don't want it and i felt a certain way and i convinced myself i want it and it was because it was no doubt if it was just sitting on the website on release date that's when you don't want it but yeah. it's sitting that's the exact opposite it's sitting no one wants it it happens with hats too you see a hat and you're like oh this hat's gonna be and then every, it's just sitting it's like nah i don't need it and it happens with if everything. i ever saw a hat sit a uh, mets hat sit man <laughs> i need it immediately we're not talking mets hats. We're, talking jay's hats. we're talking jay's hats. but anyway the point is the point is <laughs> This, you know, if I, I really believe if if the if the New Balance um, concepts pair that just dropping, I think on Friday, if it was sitting on the website, I wouldn't have bought it. But because I got the early access and I feel that's kind of how the sneakers things are. You, you win the you win the first of all, you're already committed when you get a W. Right. I, I don't have we don't have sneakers. Right. They already, you already paid. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there you go. You, you won. You're happy. And then you move on to the next one. Right. It's a whole lot of FOMO, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of FOMO. A lot of people are like, yo, what if I don't, you know what I mean? Like, they just, sometimes you just try your luck just for the, just to see what happens. And, and I know I've done this. I've entered raffles where I'm like, I don't care, but we'll see. Let, let's just see, you know, and the chances that I hit aren't going to hit. And usually that's when I win. So I kind of get annoyed at that point because I'm like, ah, fuck it. I, I guess I'm keeping this shoe or I'll use it as trade bait. But for the most part, like when I genuinely hit on a pair that I want, and this is the toxic element of sneakers, like, Sure, they've given me massive amount of L's and disappointment multiple times, but when they give me that one hit, it's like that little bit 
a little bit of love I needed in my life. And that's just enough to, to reel you back in. And I don't know who's a sucker, probably me for going right back into it, but I get the shoe that I want. Um, the sacrifices, you know, my, my mental health for the past six months, but you know, in that, in for that moment, you're like, yeah, I'm here. I'm into it. And especially when it's a shoe that you really, really, really like, you know what I mean? Like that's a, that's, that part's cool. Um, it sucks that it doesn't happen often enough. And it's, it's cheesy that they have their own taglines. You know what I mean? Um, it's fun because it gives me content to work with that I can make fun of. I, and I, I'm in fun of myself more than, you know, I don't take myself seriously at all when it comes to sneaker content. Um, so it allows me that element to have fun with it. Um, but, you know, there is a genuine excitement when you do get that pair you want. If you're the type of person that really, really wants it, you know, I don't resell, so I don't care if I hit them. Like, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see cha-ching. I am excited. I'm going to get a pair of shoes and I'm starting thinking about how I'm going to wear them. I can't wait to get them in my hands and put them in my collection. Um, but it's, it's, it goes right back to what we've discussed. It is so terrible and toxic and addicting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's not because of the dubs. It's because of the disappointment. You know what I mean? If you just keep playing, you're going to win. You'll get there eventually. And then you do hit on that pair and you're like, I didn't even want this fucking shoe. And it, and it goes to show that whole theory about NFTs and Bobby Hundreds is big on it. I've talked about it before about, you know, you just wanting it. You're just wanting the double. You don't even need the concrete thing. So the whole, I think, I, I don't know, is it Nike to release something about their rolling out? So virtual, I think it was Nike. Something's happening. Yep. I forget what it was. But that They're whole idea that themselves. you don't need something concrete in your hand. You just need something to flex to make you feel like you got a W, both one or the other, to make you feel good, to make you feel special. I mean, I mean, not to bring it back to the Travis thing, but and then and the new the, the new generation. But I don't know. Maybe there's a connection. I don't want to bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. I think. I think for me, the problem the problem for me is that the every year we get a holiday 11 and there are a million, there's a million plus pairs of those, right? Every year. So like us as like sneaker people that are really in tune to the community, we know that we understand that about the holiday Jordan 11 release, right? So for me, the holiday, the holiday Jordan 11 is that shoe that sits on the shelf, right? So John, you talked about like, like if the concept sat on the shelf, you wouldn't want it. For me, the Jordan 11 is that, right? Like, obviously, yes, you have to put in some effort to get it, but I feel like that shoe to me is not, it's not a sneaker, it's not a sneakers win. It's not a sneakers, it's not, a, it shouldn't be a sneakers release. It should just release on Nike's website and you should just go buy it because, like, that's, that's how many they make, right? And that's and so, not... and so, like, for me, just for me, like, I'm like, everyone and their mother is going to get a pair. I am like in the in the heart of the city. I'm gonna walk down the street and I'm gonna see so many cool gray 11s in January that it's gonna make me sick, right? And Whole so, family, like, right? And, and yeah, <laughs> full exactly. size run. And so and so for me, I'm just like, as a sneaker person, as someone that's like into sneakers, that's in tune to each release, that knows like, oh, this is a really high pair. This is a really low number pair. Oh, they're gonna, you know, there's. There's, you know, there's only so many of these. There's a lot of that. Like, you know, I, I have a really good shot at this. There's a lot of hype behind that. Like, I feel like good sneakerheads, we don't need to hype up sneakers off of a Jordan 11 release and post yeah, the but, bottom. We know, we know, we know what that is. We know what that release is. We know who's getting that. We know how many there are. It's not a success. 
it's not a success in our eyes. It's just, it's a great shoe that we got. And like, that's cool, but you don't need to flaunt it and you don't need to flex it for us. Cause I mean, it's just, it's just one of those, it's, it's like you posting a GR that's sitting on Nike's website. Cause we all, you know, if you have been in the sneaker game, any sort of time you can get that. 11 release and it's not a big deal so a million people want it dave a million, a million people over that's meaning yeah over, think about that and to no, be fair ALD, it's not there's 50. only been there's only been two years last year was the first time that they actually made a million shoes full gamut though we went from baby shoes to the toddler shoes to ps gs and and men sizes before then there wasn't a million pairs it was I think at max at one point there were 600 pairs of Space Jams. And then before that, it wasn't. I mean, we're talking about a shoe that this shoe hasn't sat on the shelves since 2009, 2000. Not even then, because that's when the Space Jams first dropped in 2009. Maybe so. What well, prior to that, 2000? Some of them sat. The last time I physically remember an 11 sitting on a shelf was in 1996. And I know that because one of my pairs got stolen. And I went and bought another pair, and it was still there. And this was on the Columbias. Uh, but since then, the, they don't sit on the shelves anymore, and I don't think it will. Now, there are a million pairs, but there are over over a million people who want the shoe. So the reason why I don't, I don't, I don't, I understand what you're saying, but I, it's also invalidated. So the, the 11 is a cultural icon. People love the shoe. All right. They love it. We, we, even, you know, as Matt calls them, Matt calls them the Doug dealer shoes. Like every, every dope boy's got a pair that, and that was in, and for as much fun as I love to make for the 11, it is a silhouette that just marks a significant change in, in sneakers. When this shoe dropped, it changed everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It changed everything. So people love the shoe and it's the most easily recognizable of the Jordans aside from the one, um, at least to me. So the fact that they had to make a million pairs not only tells me that Nike was listening, um, everybody complained, make more pairs, make more pairs. Well, they made more pairs, a lot more pairs. So now everybody can get them. But I guarantee you that when they dropped this shoe, just now they dropped 100,000 pairs. That's what the word on the street is, 100,000 pairs in uh, men's sizes. Um, and still people didn't hit on a one-day notice. You know what I mean? So and, and there's going to be, this shoe wouldn't sit if you if they did 2 million pairs. It's still, it would still go. It would still go. It would go, and it would go quick. Got to blame Nike. And I think Dave. that's for any 11 of an OG they we're talking about a Space Jam, a, a Concord, a, um, a Bread, um, a Legend, or Columbia, and the Cool Gray. Maybe the other ones may be a little harder um, just because they're not an original colorway, but if Jordan wore them, they're not sitting ever. I think, I think so So here's, here's what I kind of think about it in my head. As I kind of think about it as if they released the all-white Air Force One on sneakers and people got them. And then, like, posted that got him. I'd be like, so it what? hasn't been out, Dave. I don't even I remember when it came out. That's how long it's no, been. No, no, no. Can I, you guys I remind me when the cool grade dropped? I, no, I don't remember. I get it. I get it. The cool grades haven't been out in a while, but I guess for me, it's more like we know that it's not going to be hard to get them. So, why is it? Why is it an accomplishment that you did? It's never easy. I don't think it's, it's not going to be easy. 11. People... I think that's just necessarily for for just because people hit on a W. I mean, yeah, I, I'd say no, the no, same no. thing about. I guess that's that's my point. Is like you're validating sneakers off of something that you know you could get, you can get easily, right? So like that's my problem. Is like I know sneakers is a problem, and I'm like sneakers is a problem. Let's not give it a pass because it gave me a W on this shoe that I know I could get anyway. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it, well, that's, I, I wouldn't say it. you. I mean, it's still a shoe that most people, unless you're one of us, right, who who has yeah. more of a direction and kind of understands how to get you, eliminate that element of it. 
and put yourself in the perspective of the casual sneaker person or maybe even the novice beginner yeah. into the sneaker culture they don't know how to get this shoe they they're dependent on the same apps that other people are totally. they, they, they're not going to get it as easy so it's not it, it may be easier for us yeah it's going to be absolutely difficult for them because they're they're still battling a million people no, no, yeah, I get it. They walk That's in three days late. They walk right. in three days late. It's not on the shelves. Their it's size. You might, but, you but might get a thirteen. You might get a kid size, but it's not going to sit. I mean, maybe right. it'll sit for yeah, a few days. But it, it, they won't let it. That's what I'm saying. Like I have family that doesn't buy shoes that posted the got them on Monday, right? And so for me, I'm like, James, you're better than that. Yeah, no, I'm not. Access. I'm not. Why, why He's are getting you it for a different reason? The same way my cousin who doesn't <laughs> buy shoes is flexing. Well, cool to be fair, cool my Travis Scott ones, the highs, the first OG drop. My non sneakerhead brother in law who did doesn't buy shoes at all hit for me. So he posted it. You know what I mean? Super so he, so it's a double edged sword. It, we're also talking about a shoe that has a million pairs. You know, we would have seen. We could talk about the uh, off-white too. You know, if there had been more pairs and they and people got them, you would see much more gotems on there. The only reason why we didn't see more was because they didn't make as many of them. Uh, I think it's more based on the fact that it it's a it's a sneakers gotem moment, so people the excitement's easier to share. Uh, but had there been a million pairs of twos, and you know, I wasn't a fan of the two. I'm not a fan of the two, and I don't think a lot of sneakerheads are big fans of the twos. But I imagine. If that shoe had actually hit for multiple, like a, 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 even if it was 200,000 pairs, we would have seen so many more gotems on the screen uh, all over our timelines at that point. It's it's about the gotem. It has nothing to do with the shoe. I think this makes it, th this shoe made it accessible for everybody to have their moment to be like, look, I'm in too, right? Uh, yeah. When you're usually not. Usually everybody's posting there, didn't get them because that's, that's what we all share. We didn't get them. Um, all this was was a moment and an opportunity to be in, for, for most people anyway. And I know a lot of people, that might be too cheesy for them to admit, but in, let's be honest, a lot of people are just happy that they took a dove on a shoe that's cool. So let people be happy, Dave. Yeah. Good well, God, the story. Man. Dave, what's worse, me getting my 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 young, you know, say I have a three-year-old kid, a pair of pair of cool grays to match, we take a sneaker dad's pick. Well, what's worse, yeah. that or, or someone posting their off-white twos who don't even you know, didn't even know about it too before that. I mean, like, that's what it is, right? I mean, yeah, at least, you know that at photo's least coming. I, at least that people are passionate coming. about it. For me, excited. Like, for me, it's like Jordan 11 releases as much awesome. as I love that shoe, which is the shoe that sort of brought me back to sneakers. As much as that shoe is great and iconic, and I think I agree with James, like that is the most recognizable Jordan next to the Jordan 1, um, maybe even above the Jordan 1 to me. Um, I just, I just, I think as, as hardcore sneaker people, like that is not a shoe that I think that we need to bring out and say, Hey, um, I won this shoe. Like it should be like, okay, yeah, I got it. I'm going to flex a fit with this, or I'm going to wear on, I'm going to show an on foot pick. I don't need to see the got him. Like I don't no need one to does that. Dave. Like, that. No one puts the shoes on anymore. Come on. What? No, one no takes I, the shoes on anymore. It just it just seems to me like I'm I'm kind of just like you're better than that. I know you I know you have gotten things that are harder to attain and I know that you have you know have infinitely more you know more cachet in the, in the sneaker community and like I I understand why my cousin flexed them 
because he doesn't he doesn't he does he's not in sneakers right he doesn't recognize that like the Jordan 11 is widely made and that we're going to get one every year and they're going to make a million pairs he's just like oh a Jordan 11 I got it I was I was cool enough to get it like I think I'm part of the community and like he could flex that that one thing I don't need I don't need anybody else to flex it for me like I I'm not I'm not checking for if James got the air Jordan 11. <laughs> like, like I'm like I know he got him because I, you know, I, I expect that we all got them, but it just, it doesn't seem like a shoe that, it just doesn't seem like a thing that I should, that we should necessarily celebrate Nike for, for giving us access to, right? Like, oh, sure. I'm your secret Santa this I, year. I get babe. that, but I hope I'm your I, secret I, Santa. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily about Nike uh, in general. I think it's more of people's satisfaction with the fact that they got something that they've been trying to get. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, I'm going to praise Nike. And, it, and this takes us back to the Gotham screen. It's about the Gotham. People just want to be like, fuck, I hit. God damn it. I've been waiting to hit on something. I don't think it has anything to do with being a Nike lover or appreciating Nike more than anything else. It's more the fact that they won, a, they won the lotto in that moment for that shoe. And I think it has more to do with being like, I hit on something I wanted because had I gotten that from a Joe Fresh good, I would, I would hype that. Uh, uh, and they don't have that, that, that catchphrase that Nike does or that, that screenshot that you can post without posting your receipt and everything like that. I think it has more to do with the fact that people, their frustration is gone for a second and they get to put it and they have a place to put it. And because of Instagram and it's more of a marketing genius by Nike, by a lot of having that uh, than it is anything with uh, an actual flex. Like, I don't think anybody jumps around and super excited about it, but I think the opportunity to get the shoe is what the opportunity to show that they got something is more uh, prominent than, than giving praise to Nike. No one's, I don't think anybody's out there. Well, if anybody's out there saying, thank you, Nike, that's weird. That's a little weird. That, you see all and that's been weird. Yeah, for... that's weird. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Now, that if you just posted like hit them, got them, you know, or or. or I think I like that you. better thank than you. than uh oh shout out to the UPS guy like thank you UPS it's like fam what? <laughs> I yeah I I'd rather I don't know a lot of if, a lot of people are losing get a, packages. Yeah, yeah I didn't want a cool gray until we had this conversation with Dave. Now all I want is a cool gray. Yeah, I kind of want I've got them screen and to flex that I have them and to be excited and to make a TikTok video and to do all of these things just to send directly to Dave. I don't Dave, care about anything but the Gotham screen. It's just the Gotham screen. That's the only thing that sort of triggers me on those. Is like, I know you got them. I green screen TikTok, Gotham screen. Look at me go, boom. <laughs> I think a Gotham story is better than a Gotham post, right? I mean, like it's a story, right? It's like, don't put it. It'll be gone the... <laughs> twenty four hours from now. I think the Gotham yeah. reel is better than the story and the post. Oh yeah, well, probably yeah. yes. We got them. I think cool gray Gotham screen is going to be my profile picture <laughs> for, for, for a long time on Instagram. Great, good topic, Dave. Now we have to look at that every day. I know. <laughs> um. As we shift from things on sneakers uh, that people that people allegedly really want, um, the last topic that I wanted to talk about, which is probably the the biggest topic, and I don't I think people have talked about it, but I don't think people have really like acknowledged like the impact that it might that it might actually really have. Um, 
is basically the new rules that the IRS has sort of like imposed on like resale sites, which is basically any sale over $600 should be reported to the IRS. Um, I think we talked about it in the group chat and people were kind of pissed about it, which seemed weird to me personally, um, since I don't think people on there really resell like that. But um, just curious what you guys think about, you know, um, the impact that this might have on resale. For me personally, I thought it might have an impact on on sales, on sales prices, right? So like, you know, if you know you're going to get hit with a, you know, with a tax, you know, burden or a tax liability because you're going to sell this, this, you know, this off-white Jordan 2 for for 750 or 725 like you're more likely to price it at like 5 599 599 yeah 599 right so that to so keep that way, Uncle Sam out your pockets so that way when you sell it like there's the tax implication doesn't doesn't hit right you're not going to get you're not going to get dinged that way but i don't know like if you think if you guys think that's that that's accurate um i'm like my personal that's my personal thought right is that it would help lower resale prices to something that are that's more reasonable and i'm a 13 so like everything that i want is always like 400 dollars or above like people just they're like oh it's a 13 i'm gonna sell it for 650 and it's like dude come on it's weird when that when that whole thing started not to get on a tangent but i that's a super weird change that i never i feel like it was never a thing i feel like if you had a full-size run of something and like 2012 2013 they were all like 250 and yeah. now it's like yeah. oh these size 7s are 500 and this 13 is a 400 but for you rico your 10 is like and eh, 325 you know like that's i don't know that's just a super weird thing that's just a tangent um i resell often because i am uh in a program with soul supremacy uh i have a membership with them to get feeder boxes so they'll come in. Sometimes I'll need cleanup. Sometimes they won't come a box. Sometimes they will come a box and they'll be DS, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, you pay X amount, you clean the shoes, sell them, make profit, um, you know, stonks or whatever. So, um, I mean, I I don't know how it's going to change that. I, I don't really care. I mean, if the IRS wants to see what I make, like, that's, that's fine with me. Like, I get it. You know, if everything's capped at if resale for all sneakers is capped at $5.99 to avoid the IRS, I'm with it. You know, too many shoes are a thousand plus dollars anyway. Um, as far as it like deterring people, maybe it's something I thought about. I also thought about, you know, will people be like, yeah, so I'll sell two for 180, but then friends and family me like 10 bucks. So I could, you know what I mean? Like, shady shit like that being done um but i don't know enough about the the irs and tax things and and all that um because it well i know that goat has you know they'll they'll give you 1099 but you have to sell like twenty thousand worth of sneakers so i was like oh okay well that's a future me problem and now it's <laughs> it's arriving sooner rather than later since i sell most stuff on goat so um yeah i don't know 
I I don't know enough about it to to have a feeling toward it. If it gets if it gets less people thinking, oh, I can just make easy money on sneakers. That's you know better for me. Also, I mean, that kind of brings up our local meetups coming back. Yeah, because that'd be pretty tight yeah. if they did. You know, I think that's exactly what we're, we're going to see. We're going to see. It's going to be the only people who are going to be affected by it are the the StockXs, the goats, and the eBays of the world because everybody else is just going to go full cash. All your 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 local sneaker shops are going to just under the table. Let's do it. It's twenty one hundred dollars cash. Point blank, and they just a, won't sell the shoe. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of resale shops by me that will that will pretty much only do cash. And if they do, right. if they have to do PayPal, Venmo, or anything, then they'll charge you a fee. But um, mm-hmm. but cash is king still around a lot of spots. Uh, at yep. least in Arizona, and all Facebook, the meetups and stuff Instagram. like people are, people are still going to be willing to do. Like now, it's they're not going to want to send their stuff right away. They're going to want to keep it locally and sell here locally around your town. So, um, I don't think it's going to have a major impact per se for a local scene. It's it, it'll, it, I mean, there's going to be some pros and cons to it. Obviously, a lot of people can't hold on to a pair of shoes for that long. They need to make their profit, so maybe they'll be willing to get rid of it sooner or faster. But that's kind of the old trope of, of reselling sneakers: is how long can you hold it? Um, but at the same time, if people are holding so many pairs, they'll pay for it. They'll pay for it locally. They'll pay for it cash. They'll put, they can charge whatever they want. Um, they don't have to sell it on StockX. And it, it, I think what it will do is it'll it'll minimize. I say this loosely, but it'll minimize the market price element of what the shoe is worth because it's no longer valid. Um, you can't claim it on the stock. You know, if if you put it on 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 goat for ten thousand dollars or whatever um are they taking into account that the rs is going to be paying attention to it anymore are they decreasing the value of it because of that are they exceeding the amount because of it so um i I think the trust in the market price is going to be very different now it's going to go ideally hopefully go back to something that we would thought when you would there was a standard price for this shoe in general as opposed to like don't even get me started. There are people who, who add money on top of a trade. I'm like, what? We just trade the shoe size. And, you know, when, when things change like that, anyway, but that's neither here nor there. I, th- I think it'll it'll have more of an effect locally. Um, and that's where people will be back to cash is king. I think the, I think the, a, the ease sorry. element's going to be gone. I think there are a lot of people sitting on a lot of shoes that maybe weren't even resellers a few years ago that got into it. Um, when sneakers really popular got popular as an investment, I think those people might be affected. Uh, they might want to cash out before the. I don't know if the rule changes are in place yet. They might want to cash out there. It might affect the the whole market. But I, I also think you know, this for me, for example, I sell a little bit on StockX mostly when I have a shoe that I've been sitting on for a couple of years and it gets to a value that I just don't want to wear it. So an Air Max anniversary that I bought at retail. And I say, damn, my double is selling on StockX for 600. Forget it. I don't, I'd rather have the money than a double. Um, And it's easy, right? Now, if I do that, say five times a year, I make $3,000. The tax hit, sure. It's going to be another form. It's not going to be a huge tax hit on me. It's going to be maybe, I don't know, maybe a hundred, a couple hundred bucks. Say, Say it's more um it's maybe i just won't do it anymore it's not going to change my life it's not going to change my collecting but the the kid with stacks who's like flipping on StockX constantly and then he gets a tax bill on his ten thousand twenty thousand thirty thousand because he's just flipping and he's making those 20 you know we always complain about the people trying to make the twenty dollars right 
those guys are going to get killed because the tax company, the tax department doesn't care that you're only making a gain $20. They care on what the large number is. How much did you make this year? So I, I, I don't know if this is a tipping point of the market cooling off, um, but it could definitely take a bite out of it, I think, if, if they enforce it. And, and, and I don't see how it couldn't. We're going we're gonna to find out soon enough. Yeah. I'm actually, in, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm excited at the, I am too. Like the possibility of things that can happen. Um, just maybe calming things down a bit when it comes to monies. Um, but at the end of the day, I've, I've, been, I've been wrong before. You know what I mean? Especially when the shoe stuff, because I thought it was going to go left and it definitely went super right multiple times. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the funny thing for me, I, I, I thought about like, you know, I think when I when I first got back in the sneakers back in like 2000, 2011, 2012, like it was like, you know, I thought about resell and resell didn't bother me then because it was like, someone was just in the right place at the right time, grabbed the shoe or managed to grab a couple and was, are you flexing on us like that? Okay, I see how it is. Um, and basically someone would sell you something that you really wanted for $20 over, right? Like, or $30 over, but it'd be a local thing. It'd be like, I know this person or you'd, or you'd pay, like I had a guy that I would pay to get things that I wanted because um, I knew it might be a little bit harder than than I could than I could probably get it right, and so he would he would charge me like 20, 30 bucks over, and I was fine with that. Like it was a local thing, but then with the entry of StockX and Goat, like right, so like now, you know, this same person that I'm dealing with, and he didn't do this, but like you know, it was like, well, I can get this shoe, and then now I have the market, which is the whole United States and I can maybe get a hundred dollars more for every shoe that I get rather than like an easy 20, 30 bucks from you. I can just put it on StockX and get that hundred dollars more. Right. And so like, I think the availability, the ability to be able to go out and like access the full market of people that wanted to buy this shoe nationwide, worldwide, is something that StockX Go eBay provides, right? And I and it seemed it seemed obvious to me that the IRS would go, this information is there. So you have this transaction information. You know how much this shoe costs retail. You know how much you sold it for. That's a profit. That's money being made. We want a piece of that. That seemed to me to be an obvious like layup in terms of like, okay, we're just gonna come to you and tell you, you gotta give us this information so that we can impose this tax liability on people. I never, I never, I never saw it not happening, right? And so like, I was always, so when it happened, I was very surprised that people were surprised about it. And also that people were very upset about it. But I also was kind of like, well, the, the, the beauty of reselling, reselling that used to exist is that there was sort of like a little bit of a hustle to it. Like you had to like try to find customers when you bought something, you had to like know who would want things, yeah. right? Oh, I'm going to get this for Dave because I know that he's a 13. I mean, know that he likes, you know, New Balance 990s, right? So like I'll hook him up and I'll give it to him for 20, 30 bucks. I know that I'm going to get that quick 20, 30 dollars. 
rather than, oh, I'm just going to buy this because I know that everybody wants it and I'm going to put it on StockX and someone's going to buy it for 600 bucks. And so like, it seems like that hustle that happened with resellers, and there's a few that I know, and like, I appreciated them for being able to have that hustle because they would hook you up with other people that like, oh, this person, you know, he gets all the Adidas, so he might be able to get you to hook you up for a couple bucks, right? Like, that was dead. That died with StockX and GOAT. And so it's, I think, you know, you guys are right. Like, I feel personally, like, that's what's going to come back is that, all right, well, I'm not going to put it on StockX. I'm just going to try to sell it locally for cash because then I'm not going to get hit with this 1099, right? Like, so it seems like, it seems like that is hopefully something that will help sort of burst the bubble and like john like you were saying that kid that has stacks on stacks of you know shoes that he's just been flipping and flipping and flipping like and thinking about his his shoes as like investments oh this is an investment i'm holding it for six months and i'm gonna flip it like that is now okay sure you can do that but the tax implications for doing that are gonna be like a big deal for you and I don't, and I, and I, and you know, I again, I've said before, like I'm not a big fan of reselling, and I don't like resellers, but it's more like the new age resellers. It's not, it's not when it was one to one, and like I was talking to someone and we were working out a deal. It's more like the faceless, like I just gotta grab everything and put everything on StockX and put everything on Goat because it's hype and because I'm gonna make some money. Like I don't, like I'm not. I don't, I don't want to interact with those people. Like, I don't want to deal with that. Like, I'd rather deal with someone that's, you know, oh, I bought this shoe. Like, I'm trying to flip it a little bit. You know, I just need to make my money back or a little bit more. Like, I'm okay with $20, $30, $50 over retail. It's, it's when it gets to, like, I'm making 500% on a shoe that it gets sort of ridiculous to me. Agreed. If you're making 500%, then maybe you could pay the, you could pay the taxes. So it's not going to get everyone out of the game, right? I mean, some people have factored taxes in, right? Some, some big, big resellers already are paying taxes, right? So it's not going to eliminate that every, the reason I say, I say kids is because I assume that they haven't had the longer term view. They're not of a business plan, whatever. It's not necessarily kids. It can be anyone, but you know, that, that professional reseller, is paying taxes is, 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 you know, making 200 grand, 300, whatever, and, and, and paying their 50% or whatever the tax bracket is for a reseller. I, I don't know if the, the kid has been flipping on stock X or, or, you know, I think they'll feel it. Does it, does it, do you think it changes the shoes that you pursue now personally? No, I don't, if I don't usually go for stuff, like to flip like I, I don't that's not something and I mean even if it happens once or twice like that's not a it's not a regular thing I'm not like oh I have to get on sneakers and sign up for off-white twos I'm just like well if I get them I I don't like the shoes so I'll probably flip it but it's not I again my thing is mostly just with the beater boxes I just you know, it's, and it's, it's more of a hobby, right? Like I, I enjoy the process of cleaning the shoe, taking the pictures, putting it on, go put it on. Like I, I enjoy that stuff, you know, boxing it up, shipping it out. So it won't, no. Do you see really. yourself putting more effort into like 
Facebook and like Instagram sales then if 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 you try to avoid that like I mean 600 comes pretty quick right yeah um I I can see that I mean I I don't I'm not in a lot of local groups like Arizona is kind of a weird place when it comes to like local sneaker like meetup groups but I could see me like oh well you know if this shoe I I could see myself getting a specific shoe like oh it's gonna sell for a lot of money so um, we have an event called Heated Soul Summit. Um, we have another. We have a shop out here called Wang's Closet. They had Wanga Palooza like a few weeks ago. So I could see myself be like, okay, well, this shoe I can make like a good seven eight hundred bucks. I'm gonna wait till one of those events are here, and then I'll bring it with me then to go around, rather than, you know, throwing it on goat and and whatnot. But as far as like, I don't, I don't do local sales all that often. Um, I've done like, you know, two or three here or there, but it's not, it's not something I'm not, you know, I'm not in groups every day. Like, Oh, you know, meet like I'm not on offer up. Like, I don't, I don't, I, 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 you get, and even on eBay, like I don't like doing eBay either. You just get honestly like too many stupid fucking questions that I'd, I'd rather not <laughs> deal with. Like it's, it's worth it for me for goat to like, you know, because goat has their fees and they're all that. Like for me, like that's worth it to not have to deal with the nonsense of trying to sell something in person and then you drive to a place. And they're like, oh, I can't make up still at work. I'm like, fucking okay, well, so I'll just go back home. Yeah, it's just it's a lot. I think that's exactly where 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 it's going to make the biggest difference is um is, are we gonna go back to the pre non you know the convenience days before now sneaker selling is so easy you can just do it on goat and you can avoid having to deal with people you can do it on StockX. you never even have to see the person you just literally go gone right um but if it, is it worth it to you you know what i mean how much at what point is it is it no longer worth it to you that you have to go do these the the local scene um do we go back to pre uh stock x days where you had to do your local meetups to, to make the money you wanted to or trust eBay to do it. You know what I mean? So it, it's going to have, I think that's where you're really going to see where, where it hits people the hardest is whether or not they're willing to put in the work or deal with the, do deal with the effort. You know, cause if you have a shoe that's worth $2,000. Are you, are you willing to just let it go for under 600 bucks just so you don't have to deal with somebody? Or are you going to put in the legwork and then you got to go find somebody to do it. So it's going to go back a little bit to more of that hustle mentality that you had to have to see if you can find the right person to do it. I'm sure the people that the 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 um, supply and demand element isn't going to change. So I mean, I guess it just gives you a little bit more control on who you sell it to for how much you really want to sell it for. Right. Yeah, and i've I've heard of, I've heard a few people say, "Oh, well, I think people are just going to raise prices to make up the difference." But like, <laughs> I don't think it works that way, right? Because you mm-hmm. know, if you're paying because it'll just get taxed more. Yeah, yeah, you're just going to pay more taxes the more you charge, right? So, like, I feel like it's not going to go that way. I feel like the only way for it to go is me thinking about selling shoes below $600 or trying to hustle, you know, to to sell the shoe without without the, the middleman that's going to record the transaction. And so It's like, going to be like the PayPal days where it was like... Uh, Send, send as a friend you know what i mean or add or add the 10 percent. you know that, that's what it's going to be like yeah oh definitely i could definitely see that that coming Every, back everything's going to be friends and family now <laughs> Dead ass. and they i'm sure they won't catch on at all 
Yeah, I mean, I I don't. It doesn't it doesn't make a big difference to me because um, I try not to buy resale ever. Um, I think I've been good. I think I've only gotten one pair of resale this whole year. It, it's it's retail or nothing until I don't until it matters until it's the mummy SBs and I can't not have them. Well, Dave, the, it's a long way away, but things happen quickly quicker than we think sometimes. But if the resale market gets affected seriously, then there's a trickle down to the retail market, right? I mean, people yep. might stop buying, trying to buy pairs. The hype might die. You might be able to get your hands on pairs. Might even be able to get things on sale. It might. I mean, theory could it could kill kill any hype. It could kill resale. It could kill everything. I, I don't oh, think it will. I think, but in theory, it's possible that those will be sitting by uh, Christmas if this tax comes. In. If this bursts the bubble, <laughs> oh my god, I will be so fucking happy. Oh the, my god. If these are sitting and I, you know, everybody has a god on screen, the only thing I'm gonna have to worry about is checking up on Dave. And making sure his head didn't explode from all the goddamn screens. <laughs> you still got to get through the holidays. There's going to be so many more, Dave. It doesn't. Oh bother, yeah. Like I said, Literally, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother Birdman me. hand rub. People post them. It bothers me when sneaker people post them. I'm just like, why? Like I know. Like you proved it to me. I got you, <laughs> James. What else you got? Let's show us. Show us. Show us what's on deck. Show us. Give us the preview. You got stuff They're that's in my room. We know. Oh, wait, I have to check these out. Even out yeah. I actually really like these. This guy's shoes came out two days ago. Like, get them from Nike. I really like these. Look at the material. Can you see it? Yeah. I just entered a raffle locally for those. Those didn't drop early. Damn, James got the, James got the plug. We know that. We know that. Well, yeah, what laces do those come with? Like a little those family right there. Horrendous. Oh, my God. He's I like it. No one likes patent. The only people only like patent leather for 11s. People acting the like they like an all patent leather one shoe ever. No. When it rains, you put these no. on. So, no. so listen, here's my thing. I like patent leather. I like the patent leather ones, right? Um, when they did the uh, what was it? Gold toe. No, not the gold toe. The, the union? Like the Chicago. They did the Chicago. No, like, the yeah. mid, mids? No. Yep, was Chicago the mids. mids. Mm, no. Chicago mids, and they did UNC, the black low mids. Maybe. Then there was black, the... Oh, the black uh, and gold, those ones? Black and gold. Those no, were the, the ones... What was it? Not last year, the year before? When they did the whole... When they did the... What was it? Uh, oh, it was like an obsidian or something. That the field was packed. Like the white ones with the red and then like the... The university blue. Yeah. Oh, the fears. The fear yeah, ones. Yeah, the fears. Yeah. Oh. Those were dope. But the problem is, like Rico said, patent leather on a Jordan 1. Like when it creases, just throw the whole shoe, shoe away. Just throw it away. Like it doesn't it's matter. It's a great like, shoe me, when it rains, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah, but when this it goes is my go to rain shoe. It's a Jordan 1. You don't need patent. I know, exactly. <laughs> but when it creases, what are you going to do when it creases? That's my question. Because, like, I feel well, like wearing them. when it creases is a problem. Well, I, I mean, it, all the shoes crease terribly. Air Force Ones crease awfully. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I've worn my black and gold ones a lot. Um, I've worn the, the Chicago mids a lot. I mean, they crease awkward, but I mean, the beauty of a Jordan one is that when it when it's kind of beat, 
it looks it looks great. so much better. Sure, right? it looks and, so much better when it's beat. There's gonna be a like, lot of conversions into regular breads. I, sure. I, I know someone who did that with the with the shot. Yeah, people they just mat this. I did I did the same thing with the Bread, uh, yeah. Bread when, when I did with like, the uh, the the shadow rack boy the three the black ones with the trashy ones. Mm, I did. I, that, I matted them. That's my plan for these. Look at that toe box. It's destroyed. I love that. But like when you get patent leather, like there's something different about it when it's destroyed, right? So that's my only concern. I think they look great, but like beyond the initial wear, what do you get? Like I'm not, I'm not running them. Also, it also holds well, so it doesn't crease right away. You really gotta beat a, a patent leather shoe up in order for it to crease. I still have 11s that I've worn multiple times that have relevant no crease. The patent leather is tougher. It's a, it's a, it's a non-creasable shoe. That's why you see like patent leather dress shoes that don't look like they've ever been worn. Um, to, to, to crease the shoe, you're going to have to really put in the effort to do it. You need so, the inserts. I'm not you too worried about it. Yeah, you got to stuff them. Yeah. You got to keep oh, them stuffed. Oh, my God. No, while you're wearing them. <laughs> stuff them. Stuff them. You got to do the, you gotta do the, the 1990 back roll-up of the sock. You know what I mean? Keep the toe nice and fat. Michael's, Michael hook you up with the... What are they called? He by them. The, the big creases or something. Look well, there's called. the big plastic ones. He doesn't like those. Oh, those the force feel fields. Your feel. yeah, yeah, the force, force, the force fields. fields are the little are the rubber ones. Which ones? Are yeah, those? they're the little like yeah. uh, foam ones. <laughs> that you stuff in. Rico's shaking his head. I'm I'm being I'm being silly. I'm, I'm yeah, I don't I don't I'm not a big fan of like if I have to do certain things to make it so that I can wear my shoe. Like I just want to wear it. Just like, wear the shoe. Just wear the shoe. Everyone, just wear your shoes. Yeah, you can walk. Yeah, just wear the shoe. Just walk. I got the, I the crease. The, step in the dirt. Bubble gum walk ones through a forest. Well the what? The bubble gum ones. Uh, I have, have those. those. I they can't. The they're in my gum room. On the my bottom? wife's in there asleep. I heard about those today. Uh, I didn't even see. They were talking about. I, I haven't even seen those. The, uh, I'll send. Yeah. I'll send you a picture. They're they're actually. I mean, they're so they're navy and pink, but the pink is like iridescent it's weird it, it's a different kind of sheen on them so they're uh i thought they were gonna be black but they're super dark dark navy blue they're okay i like them i'll send Ooh. i'll send i'll send everybody a couple pics i, I, don't, I like I don't those burgundy them. ones i feel like they would be really good with with like gray laces yeah yeah, yeah. and like yep but they come with the white right they come with the they white definitely don't work with white laces you white. need, you, yeah, need yeah. you need bordeaux laces or something Got the release calendar for the rest of the year. Yeah, pretty much. James got it. Yeah, no. Ah, uh, just white and maroon. Yeah, those would be really good with like uh, with like silver laces. What like colors is swoosh? Silver. It's silver. Oh, okay. With the bubble. So these go with like the Japan version. Like yeah, the, yeah, that's the Japan navies and then the, the silver ones. I, I hope I get them. I have yeah, these are my right to Dave. Make sure you post it if you do. Oh yeah, yep. Got them, Nike. Nike. At Nike. I don't even have everyone hat, at but Nike. I'm gonna start posting it there. And Dave. Yeah, I'm gonna do a video in a suit and talk about it like it's the MVP. I'm gonna thank Nike. I'm gonna thank my parents. I want to thank Dave Mom. for supporting me in my Got them uh, sneakers app. Either real you know, MVP. Sneakers app. You know, I hate you most of the time, but I love hey, you. Do you have sneakers? <laughs> Dave, you, do you have sneakers, Dave? Yeah. Uh, I do not. I think, no, I think I might have it. I think it might be on my phone still. I think I deleted it, but I think it's still on my phone. I love when people delete it. It's just like, I deleted it. <laughs> yeah, I having have... people announcing that they deleted yeah. it is better than them actually deleting it. 
I uh, I don't think that, that needs to be a backdrop. James. I deleted instead of I got him. I deleted. James is brainstorming. <laughs> I don't think I've tried on on sneakers for anything since. I think the last thing I tried for was the Magnus Walker dunks. Like that yeah. was that was it. That was May nine months ago. May June May yeah May May yeah. it's gonna be May. Yeah, I just it's gonna be me. <laughs> I don't, I can't. Sneakers is just, I don't know, I don't know. Like, there's just it's a frustration for me. I just try to ignore everything that Nike is going to release through sneakers. Um, because I feel like there's just no shot. I haven't won anything on sneakers since when uh, French Blue 12s. So in Canada, we just got that window. So it's it used to be, we don't have sneakers. We have an app. Uh, it's not an app. It's like sneakers. It's like called sneakers, but it's not sneakers. And it used to be like 6 a.m. or 10 a.m., whatever the hell the time was. It, it would drop and it would sell out right away. Now there's like a window. So there's 15 minutes. I think that's what sneakers is, right? You, you, you just the tap draw. in and then you wait. The draw. Thank you. Uh, so we just got that. And it's 6 a.m. And, and I'm actually up, believe it or not, most, most drop days. And I don't mess with it. So I don't think I'd mess with sneakers either. It seems too That's my I mean it's, it's ten it's ten seconds out of my day. And yeah, easy. 90% of the shit they post, I don't want anyway. So it's just like, yeah, I might as well. I just I I I don't like the whole like interaction piece of it. Like I, oh, I've I don't done do it. That. Like, that doesn't like, exist to me. So like I've done I've done the interactions where I've watched all the videos, I've watched videos, I've liked and commented on all of the posts, everything that they put up. Nothing. So like for me, it's like, well, now you just wasted my time. So that makes me even more upset, right? Like I get that. So I'm like, you waste like and people, who was it? Someone was like, Oh yeah, people at work do it. I see people just like have their phone up and they're just constantly clicking on a new video from sneakers and then they hit i'm like who had who has a job that they could do that at like please tell me let me know because i can't do that like it's kind of ridiculous that's i don't know i don't i feel like they want sneakers to be a social media app in some ways because they just want you to keep coming back but i'm like you don't there's no incentive for me to do that like i haven't won anything so there's no point in me doing it so yeah, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Now we know why he's mad at the goddamn screen. I'm not mad at the goddamn screen. Just don't front like speakers is don't front like we give the speakers all this love right now, like it did something for us. It didn't do anything, right? It still beats you 12 months of the year. I think there's some in, <laughs> internalized trauma here, uh, Dave. Like, some it's like trauma. Loves me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't at all. There's some trauma here, Dave, and I'm here that to talk with you about it whenever you want. No, the relationship <laughs> analogy is a good one because you see it. People getting mad one day, happy the next. I mean, we all know we all know how that happens in relationships. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah. That's why I made the video of it. I was like, this is literally a really <laughs> bad and toxic relationship. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I love you, I hate you. <laughs> Uh, sneakers in a nutshell yeah i'm not i think i i think i have to bring it back just because i gotta i I do have to get a pair of cool gray 11s 
Um, but I will not be sharing. I will not be sharing my got them screen. Don't worry, I'll make one for you. Just know that I got them. <laughs> I, I want to so. superimpose your face on the got them screen. It's gonna. I don't want to see you post the L. That's the. That's even worse when you post the L. <laughs> Those people are really not happy. Yeah, I don't. I I try not to post L's. I've never. I've never really done that. But see, James to, how but sad I he is when he does the L videos. <laughs> Those L videos make me sad, James, when you post them. Uh, there's just so much fun. It's such an easy thing to make videos on, like, content-wise, because you're like, no, they're awesome. They're awesome. They make me. I like. I, I enjoy it because it's the. Like, I'll never understand being that pissed off that you didn't hit a pair of shoes, um, or that excited because you got a pair. Like I get excited when I hit, but never to the point where it's like crazy. Like I've seen some people that are that that you think they just won the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. And then you see some, you know, some people that are so angry that they'll throw things or break things so they don't get the shoe. And I'm like, dog, it's never that serious, but it makes for great content to make fun of it. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, um, I gotta, I gotta go get some sleep. Um, sleep is I, appreciate, I appreciate you guys jumping on. Um, Always great to talk, chat, chop it up. Um, hopefully I have some some new topics soon and we can chop it up again. Um, till then, any last words? Don't think there's so. one more cool gray drop, so there's a lot more gums coming, my friend. One more. There might be two more. <laughs> and we know how Nike loves their restocks. Don't fall for the early access, any brand. They're all doing it. Make sure you want the shoe. Or do what I did and just fall for it. As you just put the content. <laughs> we'll see. See what happens. I know. I was I had given up on that pair. It's funny because I had given up on that pair and then they like invoice me and I'm like, oh. Right. Yeah, you you even said, Oh, it's okay, I'm selling another pair. I love that one. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm selling. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay i'm gonna sell some i actually said the same thing i think i said oh i just sold some stuff yeah yeah what stuff what what, what did i sell <laughs> no i literally i literally it's in my head it's in my head i literally did i literally posted stuff for sale um i sold 992s i sold two pairs of 992s so hope it wasn't on an app no it wasn't thank goodness <laughs> That was fun, guys. But who's making six hundred dollars on nine nine twos? Rico is. Nope. I, I should have sent them to Rico. I should have sent them to you so you could clean them and sell them. I would. I would have given you a cut. I would have given you ten percent finder's fee, or I would have taken a ten percent finder's fee, cleaning fee, goat clean. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta connect with you on on some stuff. I gotta move. Let me know, fam. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be private uh, transactions now. So. Yes. <laughs> Friends and family, everything. That's mm -hmm. right. All day. That's the name of the app, Friends and Family. Friends and Family, yep. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks, guys. This was fun. All right, fellas. Yeah, definitely. Take care, guys. All right, later. Thanks. Later, guys. <laughs>